0: Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the US economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator podcast. It's Hunter Lowry here, you know, just living it up still during quarantine, <laughs> trying to uh, to stay relatively active during all this. It's pretty easy, I feel like, to get really sluggish. I mean, everyone knows it feels like we've been in this forever. And I got into that trap a little bit. For those of you guys that have been listening for a while, you already know this, but before you know when things were normal or whatever, I I would go lift early in the morning with my buddy, and then I'd head over to the office, and it felt great. I was getting in a good rhythm. You know, I was getting up at like five thirty, going to lift with him, and I'd be done with my workout early in the morning, and it just kickstarted my day. I felt like I had a lot of energy in the morning, and when all the quarantine stuff happened you know obviously gym shut down him and i quit lifting together for the time being and i tried to keep that up but man i was falling victim to that dreaded snooze button i i was trying to keep up the morning lifts but waking up that early to go lift by myself in the shop oh man it was just i don't know it it was tough so i called in the reinforcements lately <laughs> I got my little brother now. He's lifting with me. He's going to be going to his uh, freshman year of college in another four or five months. So I told him, I was like, buddy, you're going to want to be lifting before you head out to school. I want someone to keep me accountable. So come on, let's just do it. And it's so much better, actually. And he's actually usually beating me down there. You know, I'm still waking up, get my coffee. It takes me a little bit to get going especially to go lift. Like, I don't just hear my alarm, jump out of bed, and get excited to go fight some gravity. But <laughs> when I roll down there, even if I'm two minutes late, he's already just sitting on the bench like, come on, let's go. You're late again. Let's go. It's It's been pretty funny, but it's really helped me out a bunch. So I've been getting a ton of questions about this, and I'm sure all of you guys have already been hearing this and been reading headlines about it, but, you know, you had seen that oil went negative last week. You know, there was some kind of panic about it but many people they're also calling me and they're wanting to know you know how do we take advantage of this so I just want to cover for you guys a little bit about the oil markets what took place and where to look into investing if you want to try and make some more speculative plays during this time so in order to understand how oil went negative you know it's a much different thought process oil is a commodity it's not a stock price and it's traded through futures contracts Alright, so in order to you know really dive into this we got to understand what a futures contract is So a futures contract it's an agreement to buy or sell an asset at a future date at an agreed-upon price So let's go over this little fictitious example then Um, If farmer Johnny right he's growing tomatoes and tomato Corp wants to buy the tomatoes They'll go into futures contracts together to hedge against risk which in turn insulates the, com- the consumers, it insulates us from price swings. All right, maybe that didn't make a whole lot of sense. So let's uh, let's go over this example. Farmer Johnny, right, he's grown his tomatoes, but he wants to protect himself from prices of tomatoes dropping, right? So he wants to make sure that he can sell at least a portion of his tomatoes for a price that's profitable to him. So he's going to sell a portion of his crop this year through a futures contract to Tomato Corp. Now, Farmer Johnny, he's going to promise to sell the tomatoes at... Um, Oh, man, I don't even know what tomatoes cost. Let's let's call it. He's going to sell them for $4 a pound. And Tomato Corp agrees to purchase the tomatoes at that price in, call it, three months. Now, Farmer Johnny, he can sleep well at night knowing that, you know, if the price of tomatoes falls significantly, he's still going to be okay because he already has a portion of his crop sold. But, you know, inversely, if the price of tomatoes it sees a big increase, um, he lost out on a little bit of the gain since he had sold some at that other price, but at least he didn't sell all of his tomatoes so he still can take can, can capture some of that market upswing as well. And you know, on the other side, Tomato Corp, they're happy. You know, they know that even if the price of tomato rises, at least they bought a portion of what they needed at a lower price so they can stay in business. But if the prices of tomatoes drop, then they can buy the remainder that they need at an even lower price and their bottom line will do even better. You know, it's a win-win scenario for them. And this ability to hedge through futures markets, it's also, you know, what allows catch-up to remain at a relatively stable price, even though the price of tomatoes may be constantly fluctuating. Now, you can also imagine futures contracts are not only used to hedge, but they can also be used for speculation as well. Because futures contracts are actively traded, so I can go buy a futures contract stating that I'm gonna buy 100 pounds of tomatoes from Farmer Johnny in four months, but I never actually buy the tomatoes, I just sell the contract. So when oil prices hit negative, it was pieces of paper being traded that caused this. Nobody was actually going to pay you to go and take the oil away from them. They weren't gonna pay you to go drive your car at the gas station. (laughs) All right, so hopefully that makes a little bit of sense on how the futures contracts actually work and how oil can be traded. But going back to the stock market, how can we take advantage of this potentially? Okay, so when we're looking at the oil market, there's three different components to the produc- the production and uh, sale of oil. There's upstream, midstream, and downstream. So upstream is all about extracting the oil and natural gas from the ground. Midstream is safely moving the oil, you know, very, very, very far. <laughs> and downstream, it's converting um, converting this into fuels and finished products that we depend on. So with people not driving as much, staying home, not flying, you know, obviously demand for oil is way down. And who's going to be affected most by this? Well, the upstream companies, exploration. Nobody right now is needing to buy oil from them, and it could put a lot of companies with bad balance sheets out of business. Now looking at midstream, I've heard different opinions, but midstream companies could do well with this. All the oil, you know, it didn't vanish. People are still extracting some of it, so it has to go somewhere. The midstream companies are the ones that are still picking up the oil for discounted prices and they're holding on to it. So look at Nordic American tankers. They're a publicly publicly traded company. They were up 22% today. And you know, I, I should preface this by saying it's Monday, April 27th today. So just take that into consideration. But again, it's a speculative play here. But I do think that there's some potential in this space. Okay, now downstream companies, to me, they're the most safe, but they could also provide some potential for good returns right now. They can control when they want to buy and they aren't as adversely affected by price fluctuations. But you still want to look for companies in this area that aren't over levered and they still have good balance sheets. And I'm not saying that these are ones you should buy right now. However, you know, looking at ConocoPhillips and Phillips 66, even through all of this craziness with oil prices lately, my clients have done very, very well in these two positions over the last few months. And, you know, still thinking about a way that to take advantage of the low, the low oil prices in this time. And, and this is a little bit of a, of a stretch and, and a hypothesis, but I still think it's worth mentioning because it's really intriguing to me. So another thing that I've been hearing is that this could be a catalyst for alternative energy sources. With demand for oil being way down, it could present us with an opportunity where companies are working really, really hard on alternative energy like Tesla. You know, those type of companies could really take off even more so than they already have. Again, a little bit speculative, but I thought it was really, really intriguing. All right, so this was obviously a very high overview of all this. We can go way more into detail about the futures and oils markets, but, you know, I think that's enough information to at least make you dangerous on the topic and hopefully give you some clarity onto uh, what's going on right now. And if you have any questions about all of this, about your portfolio, about your investment strategy, you know where to find me. Go to HunterLowry.com and believe it or not, there's no longer a big green button. Uh, There's a schedule a call tab at the top of the page now. So go click on that and that'll take you directly to my personal calendar. You know, like I said last episode, I'm still working on getting my website perfected after it crashed a couple weeks ago. And being that I had zero prior experience with website building, this has been a one step at a time deal, but we're getting it figured out over here. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Keep staying positive. We're getting close to the end of the tunnel with this whole coronavirus deal. Thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it, and have a great rest of your day, everybody.